Welcome to Family Travel Radio, the official podcast of the Family Travel Association. Family Travel Radio is on the air, helping you discover the world of possibilities family travel has to offer. Well, hello there and welcome back to Family Travel Radio, your go-to podcast for incredible destinations, amazing experiences, and life-changing family adventures. It's Aaron Schlein here, and for the entire month of July, we're going to be dipping back into the archives of a podcast that I used to host called Dramatic Travels. And that podcast really was the precursor to this show, because if Dramatic Travels hadn't existed, then this show, Family Travel Radio, would never have come into being. So I wanted to share a few episodes from the archives. This week's conversation features the co-founder of one of the very most popular family travel blogs in the world. Her name is Kaz Makepeace from whytravelblog.com. I chatted with Kaz back in May of 2018, and here is that interview. Enjoy. This is Dramatic Travels. I am thrilled to introduce you to today's featured guest, Kaz Makepeace. Kaz, it is time to dive into some family travel drama. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. Kaz (laughs) is an entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and co-founder of WhyTravelBlog.com, a media platform that helps people travel more and create better memories. Kaz, that's your official bio. Please take a minute, expand on your personal and your business life. Tell us about your world. Well, my world is uh, hard to define because it's so different every day, which is what I love about it, and it's the lifestyle I've been living for over 20 years. Um, I've been traveling, living around the world, previously a teacher, and now since 2010, my husband and I uh, have been running our travel blog, and so now we travel full-time with our two daughters. Wonderful, and man, we're going to, there's so much to dive into. And we're going to get into all of it, but let's start just with you personally at the beginning of your travel journey. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you just take us to your earliest travel memory and really try to engage your emotions and just really take us there to that earliest travel memory? Well, the earliest uh, travel memory I'd have was when I was really young, I'm guessing maybe six six years old, traveling with my family. We went on a road trip up to Queensland, which was about a nine-hour drive away, and it was really quite a thrilling adventure. Um, we went to a place called the Big Pineapple, which was the <laughs> amazing thing to do back then. But we traveled with my nan and my pop, who were quite elderly at the time, and I think it was probably the only trip that we went on together. So I remember this feeling of um, being more relaxed and this kind of togetherness that brought our family together and just this time we had spending quality time and creating memories. So that's kind of the earliest travel memory I have and those those feelings that I got which which are really important and one of the reasons why I travel today with my children. Have your children seen the big pineapple? They have. We lived, actually, my daughter was born not too far from it. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I've, no, I've noticed a pattern actually just in the, in doing this podcast that some of the most inspirational travelers or inspirational adults, it all started with road trips as kids, yeah. you know, and, and not necessarily anything major, just going to see the grandparents. What do you, do you think there's anything to that? Yeah, well, I guess back then, I, I suppose that was the most accessible form of travel. 
um, for most people were, were road trips, you know, airplane travel, something that's really only just taken off in the last 20 years or something. Um, but I think that road, the road trip becomes the adventure then. It's part of the, the travel experience. And especially with kids, it, it's a lot more flexible. Um, the kids are a little bit more comfortable. You can take more things with you. So I think a road trip is a really great way for families to travel together and bond. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm really coming to see that more because we didn't do a lot of road tripping as a kids. We did more air travel for, for mm-hmm. better, for better or for worse. But I'm really loving the idea of, of getting my kids out on some road trips just for that time. Like you said, that bonding time, whether it's parents, grandparents and kids, and then you just, you can go back and you really have those powerful memories to draw on as adults. And. Uh, yeah, and you get, like, when you road trip, you can go off the beaten path. You can say, oh, well, that looks good over there in the distance. Let's go check it out. So that becomes part of the adventure as well. well you, you can't do that on a plane. You're stuck there. Yeah, without question. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I just re- interviewed a woman this morning, Lisa Dornfest, and she spends almost all of her time traveling around on a on a boat. So I spent an hour oh, cool. talking about boat travel, and then now we're just talking about this complete opposite, like you know, being in a car, and you can just you can see everything on the interior, and just so much adventure out there. I love it. Yeah. So, so can also can you go back? So dig it back into those memories a little bit as well, and can you? When I ask you to name a specific person who inspired you to travel, who comes to mind? Uh, yeah, that's my brother, my elder brother, Jeff. Uh, when I was 18, he was 20, he moved overseas to London. He was a really great cricket player. Uh, so moved to London to play there in the off-season, the Australian off-season. And he ended up, he he's, hasn't returned back home, <laughs> ended up giving up the cricket career and decided to pursue a life of travel. But I, you know, heard his stories about living abroad and camper vanning through Europe. And I just fell in love with listening to his stories and, and how it sounded so exotic and free and so independent. And I just knew that was going to be the life for me. And I followed in his footsteps then as soon as I graduated from university. And where's Jeff today? Where is Jeff today? It's hard to keep track of him. He Ooh. is moving around Australia at the moment. He works in um, oil and gas, and so he you know, works for a few months, and then he goes off traveling again. And he's not keeping a travel blog as you do? No, that's not his style at all. <laughs> I don't even think, oh, he has a Facebook account he barely uses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, you guys both got the travel bug, but I guess you got, all the, you got the blogging skills in the family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I I really love your your story, both your travel story and your family story. There's just so much, so much really to dive into. Um, can you just start off just by talking about how you and your husband, how your your how your journey started as travelers, and then how that evolved into the Why Travel Blog and everything that you're doing today? Because it felt like such a it feels like such an organic story, but there's so much behind it. I really want to dig into as much as possible. What's it like working with Craig, and how did it all get started? Yeah, it is quite a quite a long journey um, to to the point we're at now. But I, when I returned home from my solo travels, I'd been away from uh, from home for like three years, and I met Craig. We kind of knew each other, but started talking about travel, and and eventually we realised we had the same common goals and dreams, and so the romance started. We got married, and then we 
decided to leave. So three days after we got married, we left and ended up being on a five-year honeymoon. And we travelled around the world. We lived in different countries and worked there and, and had this incredible adventure and uh, we got a little bit older and we sort of lost our options for working holiday visas, but we didn't want to give up this lifestyle of travel. And so we started to pursue uh, ways that we could earn the money ourselves through portable businesses. So we tried various different things. Uh, none of it worked. And we went through a really bad period where we uh, lost all our money, um, ended up broke and in all sorts of trouble. Um, but eventually out of that, we decided to return to what we really loved, which was travel. How could we create a business around travel? And I started doing some research and found other travel blogs and saw what they were writing. And it was like, well, they're writing stories about my life for the past 10 years. Surely I could do the same. So we just sort of jumped into the travel blogging like that. And we had so many stories, so many tips that we could share that we kind of grew quite quickly because we started our blog already uh, with an established authority, really, um, and then it just evolved and, and grew. Well, that's that's oh my god, that's just so cool that you guys were able to to not only build the blog, but you're able to overcome those those obstacles along the way. Because it sounds like it wasn't all unicorns and, and rainbows, at least not all, <laughs> no. at least not in the early days. Well, we're we're going to get back to to the blog and what you're doing right now. But one thing that I really really hit hard here on the Dramatic Travels podcast is helping my audience overcome fears and mm-hmm. learn learning from the low moments of other travelers, inspiring travelers such as yourself. And if you could share a really low moment from your travel or a travel fear, something that is really just kind of a, a dark. A, a, a dark moment from your travels that you learned from that you could share with us today? Sure. Well, I mean, I've definitely learned that fear is just a natural part of our life and it's important that we understand its place in our life and how to manage it and overcome it. And thankfully, because of my travels and constantly living in a space of discomfort and and fear always being there, I've learned to, to manage it. So now I can take a lot of risks and have gotten to this position I'm in now um, because of that and because of those low moments. And I have turned up in countries before with literally less than $100 uh, to my name. And there was once back in 2000, no, it wasn't in the 2000, it was 1999. I was living in London. I'd been there for two years and I had gone through a really terrible time, um, a disastrous relationship that ended up, I, I lost all my friends, uh, broke up with the, the boyfriend and decided to move to Dublin just to get away and start again. Um, so I arrived in Dublin and I had 70 punt at the time, it was punt um, Irish money to my name. I knew no one, I had no friends, I didn't have a job, I just arrived in Dublin and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And, uh, you know, I was, I was really in a bad state and it took me a bit of time and then the next day I realised, you know what, if, if I'm going to change this around, if I'm going to make this work, it's, it's up to me. And so I just got out and I started banging on uh, pub doors basically looking for work uh, and found a job. Uh, straight away and then started earning money and and I decided well I'm going to have to meet people so I would just go out to the bars in the temple bar district at night on my own and start talking to people um in the hostel I would just go and talk to people in the kitchen and things and I, I ended up making friends and I had like the best three months of my life after that and from that journey I, I realized you know that 
that you are in charge of your life. It doesn't matter. We're all going to go through down moments. That's just a natural part of life. But through those down moments, if you understand that you are in control and if change is going to happen, it is up to you. And it does involve you getting uncomfortable. Like it was hugely uncomfortable for me to go into a bar and talk to strangers when I was at a really low point in my life and had zero confidence or self-esteem. But I made myself do it because I knew that was the only way my life would change. And that, and that, my friends, is about as perfect of a low moment story as, as you're ever going to find. Because, I mean, you started there at that rock bottom moment and you had, you know, you had the personal strife with the breakup and, you know, you had, you had some very little money or in a strange country. And then you just, you kind of took us through each of those, those, those sort of aha moments where you picked yourself up and you realized that you're, you've got to get out there and, and, and just make things happen for yourself. And you did that and you, it's, it's, it's just really remarkable. And that's the sorts of things that I really hope people can learn from. Because if you, Caroline Kaz, excuse me, can, uh, can start out at such a low place and then get to where you are now, if that's not inspirational, then, then I don't know what is. That's, that's a, such a wonderful story. And then, so take us, what was, maybe take us a year or two beyond that time in Ireland. What, what was the next step beyond that? Yeah, um, after that, I went traveling. Um, my best friend ended up coming over. We repaired our relationship because it had kind of fallen apart in London. She came over and spent some time with me in Dublin. And then we ended up traveling back towards Australia. We went through Southeast Asia for about six weeks together um, and just had a, an incredible time. And I, I just really started to find my strength again and, and you know, find a sort of greater purpose, I guess. And then returned home and I was determined to go traveling again. I knew it was the only life for me. And then in not long after that, I actually met Craig. Um, and then that just led us to, to where we are now. But yeah, I mean, I definitely learned in that moment. And I, I mean, I've been through plenty of low moments since then, but I definitely learned that we are powerful beyond measure. And I, and I really do hope that the listeners. Uh, really understand that about themselves that you can find a way out of the darkness. Yeah, and and Kaz goes into this in, into some detail uh, on the blog on Why Travel Blog, and also on your, your own website, CarolineMakePeace dot com, CarolineMakePeace dot com. Excuse me, and just really your your blog is really overflowing with these these beautiful and inspirational quotes that I, I could just tell could come from a real genuine place uh, from your journey. One of the one of the ones that jumped out at me was you speak about being trapped in a soul destroying life, and that's a quote: soul destroying life. <laughs> what does that mean to you? A soul destroying life. I used to wake up of the morning when my alarm screeched at me to get out of bed to go to a job I hated, and the first words I would utter was "Oh, fire truck." I don't want to sort of say what the word is out there for you, in case you're listening. No, I'm, I, that's I'm with you. Also starts with an F and ends with a K. Ends with a K. Um, and I, that was how I greeted that one day that I would never live again. That's how I got up in the morning. And I was going to a job that I hated. I had no purpose. I didn't feel like I had a purpose there. Uh, I wasn't earning much money doing it. Uh, I just felt so cut off from life because I didn't have money to do anything that I really wanted. And I realized that this is not right. I should not be starting my day saying those words. I should be bounding out of bed to a, to a life that I love. 
So for me, that's a soul-destroying life. And I know there's so many people who are waking up saying the same thing. They're caught in the trap of whatever that trap is, whatever they think is the right way to live or someone's telling them is the, is the right way to live. And they're just feeling so disconnected from their truth and what their values are. Yeah, Dramatic Travels family, what are you saying first thing when you get out of bed in the morning? Is it a fire <laughs> truck? I hope not. But if it is, just know that there are so many resources. 2018, this is a really exciting time to live because no matter what your skills are, no matter what you're really good at, there's somebody out there in this world who values those skills. And with all the technology we have in 2018, we can bridge that gap between you and the people out there who value what you do. You're not stuck just you know, going to the mill every day or going to the, to the office the way maybe it was even as recently as 20 years ago, where just the ability to get your skills and, and your abilities out into the world and, and match those up with people that are willing to compensate you for your skills. And I think, Kaz, you're a, just a beautiful example of this because you're able to you know, literally just move around the world with nothing but your, your laptop and provide value the world over and still get, and really get to live the life uh, that you want to live and without having to say, Oh, fire truck in the morning. <laughs> it's very liberating. <laughs> yeah. So definitely check out, check out the blog, uh, why travel blog and caroline com If you're looking for some inspiration or if you just want to just read about some really wonderful travel, you got one, you've got truly one of the better travel blogs out there. And it's not even just Thank the, it's not even just the travel, it's the resources and the support. And just, it's so, it's so human. You know, it's not just all about the destinations or it's all about, you know, here's the, you know, these tactical advice about how to maneuver through cities or airports or whatever. You got, you kind of have it, you just have it all. And it's really no, uh, no wonder to me why, why it's become so popular, why you attract, it's, you're over a, a, a million page views a month. So, yeah, very close to that. Yeah, so, so it's good. pretty exciting. Yeah, thank you. We, I mean, we, we love it. I, I started it because I really wanted to share those stories and share those tips and, and, you know, help people believe in their own dreams. So thank you. It's wonderful to hear that. Oh, my pleasure. So back to just travel. And so we talked about a low moment. And so let's move to the other extreme. Can you share with us one of your most, no, not one of your most, your most inspirational travel moment. Can you take us there? Yeah, well, it was not long after Dublin, actually, and I mentioned I moved to, uh, I'm not moved, but travelled through Southeast Asia with my best friend, and we ended up in Raleigh's Bay in Thailand, um, which I'm sure people heard of back then. It wasn't overly popular. Um, And I just had this really magical, special experience there. I I just fell in love with the destination the minute I arrived and walked onto that beach. I was just overcome with this uh, emotion of, of what a special kind of spiritual place it was and just formed some really lovely and unusual connections with some people there. And We just had this fantastic group. There was Swedish rock climbers there. There was this Aussie kind of cowboy guy that was on a solo mission himself to find himself and then there was another really outgoing crazy Australian girl and then my best friend and I and we just all connected as a group and we just spent the days rock climbing and I had never rock climbed before so that was a great experience for me to just get up and do something that I was felt a little bit frightened of and just to love the adventure of it and then we would hang out of a nighttime and have dinner and drinks and dance. And it was just this wonderful, magical experience that really helped me kind of um, 
feel better about myself, I guess, because it was such a loving group, a loving, supportive group. I hadn't felt that way uh, around people in a long time. So it kind of gave me back a little bit of myself. And so it's a moment that I absolutely treasure and will never forget as kind of like the most special moment of my travels. And that's really coming through big time. And Dramatic Travels family, I hope you're noticing the same pattern that I am with Kaz's stories. She has mentioned, I think this is the third time, talking about being uncomfortable and getting out of your comfort zone. And that is where the magic's happened for you, Kaz. And I hope that folks out there realize it, that outside that comfort zone, you know, challenging yourself, doing things you think you can't do. And, and re- that's, that's where the magic really, really happens. And that's where you make those memories, like the ones you just described, where you can just close your eyes and go back to that on, in a moment because it's so powerful. Because all those emotions are engaged when you're outside of your comfort zone. Huge takeaway from that. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing Thank that. You. Thank you. Okay, so Kaz, I'm going to step aside for just a minute. We have a nonprofit sponsor I'm going to introduce our audience to, and we're going to be back in just a minute with Kaz Makepeace from whytravelblog.com. Every student deserves a chance to expand his or her global education, regardless of where they come from or how much money they have. I believe this to be true, and so does Flight. Flight is a nonprofit organization that empowers students in underserved communities through transformative travel experiences. Flight was founded in 2015 by travel author and blogger Matthew Kepnes, better known as Nomadic Matt. Since 2015, Flight has sent three groups of students to Mexico, Cuba, and Ecuador, and they're in the process of selecting their next school partner for a trip this coming summer. Flight was built with the support of donors who believe that travel can positively change the trajectory of one's life and create more well-informed global citizens. I encourage you to visit DramaticTravels.com slash flight. There you'll find links to join the flight community and donate to this fantastic organization. Now, flight is spelled F-L-Y-T-E. So that address again on the web is DramaticTravels.com slash flight. All right, well, we are back, Dramatic Travels family, with Kaz Makepeace from WhyTravelBlog.com. And Kaz, one thing, or two things we really haven't talked about much are your children. You travel full-time with your kids, as well as your husband. Talk to us about that. What's that like traveling and raising kids on the road? Uh, It's crazy. I feel a little insane sometimes. Um, I mean, it's fabulous. We have such a wonderful time together when we're traveling and you know we do so many amazing things and speaking of getting uncomfortable and uh you know confronting your fears and moving through them the travel has just done amazing things for my children like they're out there zip lining hiking surfing um this week they've been rock climbing all week at rock climbing camp scaling up 55 foot walls with blindfolds on and they're 10 and 6 and that just for me blows my mind i don't even think i could scale up one meter with a blindfold on up a rock wall um and that's the kind of gifts that they've been given as a result of our travel experiences so i absolutely love being there in those moments with them and experiencing life with them um and watching them grow and their their confidence um just grow so much because of travel well in 10 and 6 and we kind of know your timeline now they've been traveling their whole lives what was it like when they were Mm -hmm. really young or even you know like were you, were you traveling when you were pregnant and, and having the girls? What was what was that like? Uh, I did travel when I was pregnant uh, for a little bit, but nothing too much. But both have been traveling 
since they were born pretty much. When they're babies, I find that's quite easy to travel with kids, uh, especially if you're breastfeeding, you know, it's it makes it much easier. I think the toddler age is really difficult. We, um, when my youngest was 17 months old, we were considering that we would go backpacking around Southeast Asia. So we went over to Thailand for a two-week holiday and she had not long found her legs. And we soon realised that, that was just not going to work in Thailand with the toddler. It was just completely disastrous and we'd just be stressed out, particularly with the business that we do. Um, so that's when we just made the decision, you know what, we think road trips will work better. So we decided to road trip around Australia. So I think it's really important to understand your family dynamics and each individual child and what their personalities are like and, and find a way to travel that suits them and everyone and the, and the stage that your kids are in. It's much easier now. The, the, my youngest is a lot easier to manage, but still road trips work very well for us. Excellent. That's really good advice because I, I have, I'm a parent of two young kids and a lot of people in our inner circle have similar aged kids. And you'd, you'd be, I wouldn't say you'd be surprised because you probably hear it all the time, but people really struggle with the notion of traveling with their kids, even if they have the financial means, just the idea, it just seems so overwhelming. And mm-hmm. what, kind, what kind of advice would you have just kind of tactically for, for just plowing through and, and just getting out there and overcoming that, those, those barriers? Yeah, well, I think I really think the barrier is for for most people is they say, "Well, traveling is too hard with the kids." But the perspective that they're looking at it from is from the travel they experienced before they had kids. So, if you look at it through those eyes, then yes, of course, the travel experience is going to be a nightmare because it's not going to be like it used to be before you had them. You really have to change and adapt, but you can make it a wonderful experience to suit the family dynamics. And my thing is. Parenting is hard. Parenting is hard. It doesn't matter where you are or what you are doing. It is so hard. So you might as well go and travel and you might as well fill the moments in between the hard stuff with this amazing bonding stuff and create these amazing memories. So I think if if parents stop looking at it from the perspective of when I used to travel before kids, but how can I make an amazing travel experience with my kids and craft it around that. And and don't be frightened of, you know, things getting a little bit disrupted, like routines and stuff. Kids are really great at adapting. They really are. And I think you've just got to get them out there and put them in situations where they're forced to adapt. Um, it's not as bad as what your mind thinks it is. And kind of just start slowly. Go away for a weekend close to home and then stretch that out, maybe take a – two-hour flight or one-hour flight somewhere and just start slowly and build out your comfort zones a little bit like that. Do you ever hear from people who, are, uh, people who aren't parents yet but who have those fears? Because everything you just said I, is something that I think I would have wanted to hear before I had kids. Do you ever, do you ever get pinged from people who don't have kids yet but are, are thinking about so it? So many. So many. It's really amazing to me. There are so many people reading our blog who don't have kids yet and they read it because we are showing them what is possible for them. I actually had one reader, and this this is like the best email I ever received. It, it blew my mind. But he wrote to me and he said, I just wanted to, to let you know that, you know, we've been following you for some time and my wife and I had always made the decision that we were never going to have kids because uh, we knew that if we had kids, travel would be over and, and that's the life we wanted to live. And he said, I just wanted to let you know that uh, – 
last week we gave birth to a baby boy because you showed us it was possible. Oh my goodness. That is so sweet. That, that baby boy exists partially because of you guys. How does that feel? I know. I didn't even have to carry it for nine months or give birth to it. It's amazing. <laughs> See, I'm resp- I hooked up a, a couple of friends who ended up getting married and I was pretty proud of that, but I think your story's better. You're responsible for a child that wouldn't be. That's, that's. I know. That's- it was like blew, blew my mind. It made me realize how important it is what we do. Because there are so many people who do think it's not possible, but it really is. It's just changing perspective a little bit and just seeing what is possible from what other people are doing. And that's how I started traveling because I saw it was possible because of my brother. And so that's the kind of person I want to be for other people is to show them that, yes, it is possible and here's how you can do it. Well, and that, that really is the essence of why I started this podcast, just knowing that inspiration can come from, from anywhere, but the results of that inspiration, you know, the trickle or the butterfly effect from that inspiration can be, you know, in, you can't even really quantify it because it just spreads out and out and out, just like, you know, starting with, with your brother, Jeff, and then working you know, to you and your experiences and the Why Travel blog and the millions of people you guys are affecting. I mean, that's, that's a butterfly mm-hmm. with some pretty big wings, guys. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So, so being able to to fund your lifestyle, obviously there there's a business to it, and you've solved some really ser- really you know complex problems for yourself, and you're taking your lessons and helping other people solve similar problems. So you have a, a premium training that you've developed around money mindfulness. I'd love if you'd share some uh, some details about that. Yeah, well, the the concept came about because so many people would say to me, well, I can't travel because I don't have any money. And I I mean, I've traveled all my life and I haven't had much money. And so I realized that there was a huge disconnect um, between how people understood, what people understood about how you create. And And I hated seeing how people thought money was a barrier to whatever it was that they wanted. And and that's not the truth. It's not a matter of I don't have the money. It's a matter of how can I create the money. So I created this program um, to help people have a better understanding of money and how it works in their life and to understand better how they can use it to create the life that they really love. And so many people are spending money and going back their day every day, spending money in ways that, they don't even know why they're spending. It's not even resonating with them. They're keeping up with the Joneses or whatever it is that they're doing and they're getting in a lot of trouble because of that. And so this program is designed to help people get in touch with their values. What is it that they really want? What is it that they really desire? And then through that, I offer tools and strategies to help them overcome limiting beliefs that they may have, which does get in the way of us creating money. And how to take action and and really sort of some cool strategies to help them create. So it's a 30-day program and it's based upon seven principles that I created um, called the principles of co-creation. So these seven things are present in order for us to create anything. And the 30 days, I give a 30-day task every day to help people practice and implement these principles. So it's really quite a journey of transformation. And it's not just about the money. It's it's more about just becoming more mindful about creation, your life creation, and what it is that you want. Yeah, mindfulness and really conquering those limiting beliefs because they are so real. Things that we 
things that feel so real in our world, like truly feel like, you know, rock wall barriers, great wall of China standing in front of us, but we invented them all ourselves. Yeah. And, and my goodness, if, if you need just listening to your experience, the things you've overcome, the things you've learned, I think you have set yourself up perfectly to, to create a program like this and really coach other people. Cause, cause you, it sounds like you've really conquered a whole lot of, uh, or broken down a whole lot of barriers in your in your life and really created a wonderful life and doing great things for people. I I, I really love it. Sorry, I apologize for for the gushing here, but it's just it's it's comes from, it's comes from a very genuine place. I'm very very inspired by really your whole story. I mean, the travel and then you know and then the family and the overcoming of obstacles and then now circling back and and giving back and helping people create you know at least pieces of or you know portions of the life that you created for yourself it's just it's just a wonderful way to live and i hope thank you. i hope my listeners are as inspired by it as i am thank you me too <laughs> Kaz, where can we go to learn more about this program um you can go to carolinemakepeace.com forward slash program and there's details about it in there carolinemakepeace.com slash program and that's make peace just the way it sounds make peace that's it Make peace, not war. <laughs> give me the give me the origins of that last name. Um, I believe it's England, some many many years ago. So it must have been a clan that were all about keeping peace in the village. I guess that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's a cool name. All right, so let's get into some just some rapid fire, you know, good old fashioned travel trip tips from a lifetime traveler, Kaz. Can you tell us how you travel, a way that you capture your travel memories and give us some tips about how you use that method? Journaling. So I like to keep a journal. A lot of the times now that comes out more in the form of a blog post than a personal journey, but definitely written stories, camera, um, and videos. And so, okay, so take us through. Uh, like say you're writing a blog post, give, give us some strategies, some tactics that you use to write a killer blog post. Well, I, I like, uh, I like to get into the flow when I'm creating a blog post. So I, I generally will, when inspiration hits, I will madly grab my notebook or whatever's near me and quickly scribble out all the ideas and just let it flow. And so I will just vomit it all up on the paper or on the blog post or wherever it is. Um, and then I'll go back later and I'll kind of clean it up and edit it and format it and everything like that. So I, I think it's really important if anyone's writing, even if you're just journaling, I journal every day and I, and I think whether I'm writing about trouble or not, I think it's really important is to just let the words flow. And I, and I think that's how you come up with the best kind of creation. So that's kind of how I do it really, just let it all come out. And I think most good writers would agree with you from, from everything I've read about, about good writing, doing that, that brain dump, like you described, mm-hmm. just letting it, you know, or vomiting it onto the page, like you said, just getting it all out there and then not worrying about the typos and the spelling and, and worrying about that stuff later. And also writing every day. And that, you know, that can apply to so many things. Just, you know, writing breeds more writing, action breeds mm-hmm. action, and you're clearly an action taker. So if anyone's out there looking to, to write a journal or publish a blog, definitely just get those thoughts out there. Don't overthink it. Just, just vomit, write. write, vomit it on the page, brain dump it, whatever, however you want to describe it. That's awesome, Kaz. Can you offer us a specific lesson that you've learned in your travels that helps you with everyday life? Yeah, I think for me, it's it's probably this too shall pass. That that whether it's good or it's bad, 
it's a moment that is going to pass and move into another moment that can be good or, or bad. So I think it's important to just appreciate every moment that it arrives. Don't get too attached to it um, and understand that if it's a bad moment, that it's going to pass and something greater will be born from it. Um, think, yeah. I was, do you think it's possible to, to, acquire, to acquire that sort of wisdom, this, this, that this too shall pass mentality, without sufficient experience because i am in a this too shall pass phase of my life too but i think it's really come from having gone through different phases of my life that passed can you say for example can you have a this too shall pass mentality at 20 or 25 i think it depends on what life experiences that you have had um I don't think it's something that's defined by age, but I do think it is defined by experiences for sure. You have to have that experiences to to understand that it eventually does pass and it changes and moves into something else. And you could have it when you're much younger. It just depends on how aware you are. Like when you're younger, you're kind of just out there doing your thing and you're protected a lot by your parents, most people. Um, And so there's not a lot of life experiences that you have to kind of control or worry about too much. Um, So you might miss that concept. But I think as you get older, if you're present in the moment and paying attention to what happens, um, you will see that, yeah, the good times will go and the bad times will go and then they'll come around again and you just keep moving through them. Oh, definitely. And travel, again, is for me, it's really what accelerated my living in a major way. When I was, when I was younger, I spent a significant time, excuse me, a significant amount of time traveling. And I feel like I learned those lessons quicker uh, mm-hmm. than I would have learned them you know, just going through ordinary life. If I would have ever learned them at all through everyday life, you just, you're subjected to certain levels of adversity and challenges and barriers you have to break down. And everything you take from that just helps you, you know, every, every single day. And like you said, just getting into that, this too shall pass mentality because you've had so many things that have passed. And yeah, that's so true. I mean, because when you're traveling, everything's changing all the time. So you you do get a greater sense of that, I suppose. Like if you're going through challenges in your life, in everyday life that you haven't ever sort of moved away from and same family and same friends and same environment, then probably you might not have such a keen awareness of that because everything else around you is still staying the same. Right. And that's also a great lesson, Dramatic Travels family, for anyone who's thinking about traveling with your kids. You know, don't just tell them this too shall pass. Get them out there in the world and show them that this too shall pass. Because, you know, all those trips that you're going to take now or you're building, you're setting the table for them later to have that perspective and to get it quickly. So wonderful advice, Kaz. And I really appreciate it. So can you, excuse me, can you recommend to Dramatic Travels family, recommend a travel related book and tell us why it's so special? excuse me yeah sure i have two but i'll I'll focus on one because we've been talking a lot about fear um a book i absolutely love is i think it's called jungle the reason i'm confused is because he had a name change it was called something else but i think it's jungle now by yossi ginsburg um yossi um went many many years ago went traveling through the amazon jungle um and and was lost ended up being lost um, he was lost for three weeks in the Amazon in an area where it was said no gringo could ever survive, and he survived. And his story is just incredible. It's an amazing tale of his survival and what he learned on that journey about um, 
befriending fear and mastering fear and finding purpose in life. And I, I actually heard him speak once um, at a conference. He spoke for three hours and there was not a sound in the room. His story is incredible and his lessons within that are really something so valuable for anyone to, to read. Excellent. Yeah, Yasi Ginsberg. Lo- excuse me, Yasi Ginsberg. Lost in the jungle. I think it might be that. Yeah, it's something jungle. I I can't remember because it was called something else, but then he changed it, and I'm, I can't remember. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's jungle. And I do believe someone told me just recently that they've just brought out a, a movie based on that book too. Sweet. Well, we will get to the bottom of that name change. And this is all going to be linked up in the show notes, by the way. So you can put those pens and pencils down because everything we talked about, uh, all Kaz's resources and her money mindfulness program and everything we talked about, it's all going to be there in the show notes on dramatictravels.com. Just head right over there after the show and you can learn about everything we talked about today. So Kaz, on that similar note, can you recommend a gadget or a tool or a resource that you use that just makes every trip better? Google Maps. <laughs> that for me, I, I couldn't travel now. <laughs> I couldn't travel now without it. I just think it's such a brilliant tool. I, I mean, just for helping me get around, but also I can just, you know, quickly search places near me to eat and it just pulls up what I'm looking for and what I need. Um, I use it every single day, even when I'm not traveling. I love it. Are there any like little hidden, maybe less popular features on Google Maps that you've discovered that maybe the average bear wouldn't know about? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what everyone knows, but I, I just I love the feature of um, near me. So if you want to search for anything that's near you, and whether it's like hairdressers or places to eat or great, I, I will search in gluten free food, and it will pull up options near me, and then I can click on that, and there's reviews and uh, ratings and and all of that. So and then I can click over to the website and find more information. So I just think it's really super useful. Excellent. Google Maps, my friends. It'll change your life if it hasn't already. (laughs) All right, Kat, so I've just got a couple more things before we say goodbye. Can you please uh, share just a a last piece of advice for parents hoping to inspire their children and then just share how we can get in touch with you before we say farewell? Sure. I I think with your children, just start them young, do it, go traveling with them, push push their boundaries a little bit teach them about the power that they have within themselves and the only way they learn that is if they step outside of their their comfort zone and and take that journey with them um you'll grow with them you will have an incredible time and they will have an incredible time and don't worry about all the things that can go wrong focus on all the things that will go right excellent and how once again how to get in touch with you if anybody has any questions or just wants to learn more about kaz and why travel blog yeah, sure. If you head over to ytravelblog.com, that's the letter Y. Um, and we are also on uh, all the social channels, which is at ytravelblog. Um, and I do have a family travel planning toolkit as well on my site. So that can help those families who are hesitant to get started. Um, the toolkit can help people start the process of planning that family travel trip. And if you just go to ytravelblog.com forward slash welcome forward slash family dash travel. Sweet. And once again, that's going to be linked right up in the show notes. Just head over to DramaticTravels.com, check out the notes from the show, and we'll link you right up over to Y Travel Blog so you can check out that package and everything else that Kaz has to offer. Kaz, make peace. You've said it all. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure and have a good one. We'll talk soon. 
Thanks, Aaron. It's been amazing. Thanks to all the listeners. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode from The Vault. The Vault's going to be open throughout the month of July, and we'll be back at you with brand new episodes of Family Travel Radio starting on August the 5th. In the meantime, my friend, hope you're enjoying your summer. We'll talk again soon. This is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I'm signing off.